Hi, I'm Michael Weber, Artistic Director of Chicago's Porchlight Music Theater. Opening on Broadway March 13, 1911 at the New Amsterdam Theater with music by Ivan Carroll and book and lyrics by C.M.S. McClellan, adapted from the French farce The Satyr by Georges Baer and Marcel Gultmand, The Pink Lady was a groundbreaking production for its day. The musical was a record-breaking hit on Broadway, and after a brief London run at the Globe Theatre, it returned to the New Amsterdam for a welcome remount. In fact, the show was so popular that its costume designs inspired some ladies' fashions of the day, and programs from the time suggest that at some performances, it literally supplied them, as announced in the July 29, 1911 program, which promises a, quote, pink lady parasol, unquote, to every woman in attendance at the matinee. And a July 1st program promises, quote, the fashionable Lacerator bracelet now in great vogue to every lady in attendance at the matinee, whether she occupies a $2 seat or a 50 cent seat, unquote. Despite the show's initial success, it has never been revived on Broadway. The musical is set in a European village threatened and thrilled by a licentious satyr who wantonly kisses and, quote, squeezes, unquote, the town's maidens who wander into the woods. Into this scene comes a bachelor, about to be married, who wants to have one last fling, followed closely by his fiancée, along with her idiot savant cousin and a jealous admirer, who have both convinced the woman to track her future husband and uncover his philandering. The entire party is soon enmeshed in a tangled web of lies and misunderstandings and carried off, improbably, to the home of a curmudgeonly antique dealer in Paris who, encouraged by a chorus of townswomen, discovers his inner satyr. All is finally resolved by yet one more deceit practiced, this time by the Pink Lady herself. Unlike most Edwardian musicals, wrote the New York Times critic, the show's, quote, fun is developed logically out of its situations, and so are its songs. In the second act, for instance, not a musical number occurs which does not carry the plot along further, instead of halting it, and yet no songs in the piece were more persistently applauded than these, unquote. Philip Hale, a Boston critic, wrote, quote, Here we have, then, an amusing book, pleasing music, a rare combination. Here we have a musical comedy that does not depend upon the antics of an acrobatic comedian on clowning or the independent display of brazen-faced showgirls, unquote. The critic is describing what early historians of American musical theater might have called the integrated musical, a form which some have claimed was not invented until Oklahoma opened in 1943. How could Pink Lady, so popular in its time and so enjoyable even today, be so often overlooked? We'll let you be the judge now with the May 8th, 1950 episode of The Railroad Hour, starring Lucille Norman and Gordon McRae with Michael Chekhov, Eleanor Audley, Betty Lou Gerzen, and Gigi Pearson in The Pink Lady. Transcribed. Ladies and gentlemen, The Railroad Hour. And here comes the star-studded show train. Thank you.
tonight, the Association of American Railroads presents the great musical success, The Pink Lady, starring Gordon Mancray and his lovely guest star, Lucille Norman. Our choir is under the direction of Norman Luboff, and the music is prepared and conducted by Carmen Dragon. Yes, tonight another memorable hit is brought to you by the American Railroads, the same railroads that bring you most of the food you eat, the clothes you wear, the fuel you burn, and all the other things you use in your daily life. And now, here is our star, Gordon McRae. Thank you, Marvin Miller, and good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Our guest star is a young lady who's as beautiful as her own voice, Lucille Norman. You've heard her on the Railroad Hour many times in the company of other famous guests. But tonight, for the first time, she plays a title role. The Pink Lady. Paris is the scene tonight. Paris of the bright boulevards, the can-can, and beautiful women. One in particular. A provocative person in pink named Claudine. I'll be Lucien Gadadel, a Frenchman with the softest job in the world, inheriting money. And so we're off for a little restaurant in the forest of Compagne, at the outskirts of Paris. Allons, vite! Claudine! Claudine! I'm looking for someone, sir. Yes, waiter. I'm meeting a woman. Beautiful woman. Ah, but, monsieur, to a Frenchman, all women are beautiful. Except his wife. <laughs> well, that's a fine thing to say to a man who's about to get married. Oh, I'm sorry, sir. I haven't seen your future wife. Well, of course you haven't. She's not the girl I'm meeting. Uh, oh? Now we'll want to eat here in the garden. Just the two of us. In the most romantic spot you have. Uh, monsieur... You are planning a romantic rendezvous, but not with your fiancé? Well, of course not. How dull. You don't seem to get the idea at all. I'm going to be married in June. It's now the beginning of May. And so I'm still free to commune with a life that is single and gay. I'm free, but it's almost a sin. Already I ought to be through. I ought to sit down and begin to behave as day's husbands do. But not just just yet, just yet, I've got about six weeks more, then I must forget, forget, forget all the joys I have known before. Claudine must become a mere dream of the past, and I the conventional hobby. Just yet, just yet. 
I'm single for six weeks more. But not just yet, just yet, just yet. He's got about six weeks more. Six weeks to forget, forget, forget with a life that we all adore. Of course, at the end of my bachelorhood, I'm sure to reform and grow perfectly. Just yet. Just yet. Just yet. I'm single for six weeks more. Uh, Monsieur, there is a young lady coming down the path right now. Ah, a vision in pink. Claudine. I'm sorry to be late. Oh, you're sweet. But young ladies should never be on time. Especially beautiful young ladies in pink. <laughs> Lucian. Now you take the girl I'm about to marry. She's always on time. You never told me you were engaged. Oh, well, that was a long time ago. Uh, oh? Uh, she went away. Died? Well, practically. She went to, uh, uh, Saskatchewan. Saskatchewan? In Canada. A river. How sweet. Well, now, really, Claudine, when a man's fiancé runs off to Saskatchewan, you can't expect him to go on acting as if he were still engaged. <laughs> By the banks of the Seine with girls so beautiful, it gives one pain to remain quite beautiful. And yet I swore by the stars above Throughout my life to reserve my love For the girl by the Saskatchewan For the girl by the Saskatchewan On the banks of the Seine There's no more waiting you To quell the pain That's exasperating you To skip with joy on your back Long way. 
by the banks of the Saskatchewan. Monsieur, monsieur, there is another young lady coming down the path looking for you. Oh, my fiance. Back from Saskatchewan? Uh, you've got to hide. She's very jealous. Well, so am I. Well, you can be jealous in back of the tree. Oh. Quick, hide! Oh. Ah, Jill, my darling. What a glorious surprise. I thought I might surprise you having a secret rendezvous with another woman. Jill, I've been sitting here lonesome, longing for you. And how does it happen the table is set for two? I was hungry. (laughs) A likely story. Where is the little hussy you've been dining with? Behind this tree, I suppose. No, no. Ah, Mademoiselle Saskatchewan. Oh, did you hear what she called me? Please, please, ladies, listen to me. I know how this must look to you, but I assure you, Angel, my sweet, your future husband is not dining with an unmarried woman. Who, me? Uh, allow me to present this lady in pink, Madame Don Didier. Huh? The wife of my dearest friend. You never told me you had a friend named Don Didier. Well, I, I don't like to talk about him because of his illness. Illness? Uh, my husband is ill? The tragedy of your life. It is? I mean, it is. <laughs> see, he's, he's a wild man. Goes around kissing women that he's never even seen before. I don't believe a word you're saying. Where does this Don Didier live? Huh? Uh, 72 Rue de la Paix. I'm going straight to that address and check up on your story. Oh, I wouldn't do that. And why not? Uh, my husband's not at home. Oh, he's gone to see a doctor about his lumbago. Lumbago? He has the lumbago? Uh, We think that's what causes his trouble. You mean he goes around kissing every girl he meets because he has the lumbago? (laughs) Isn't it curious? (laughs) Lucy and I am going back to Paris, to your friend's house. And if you aren't telling me the truth, oh, I feel sorry for you. Good day. I didn't like the way she said that. Lucian, you're a dreadful liar. I always thought I was rather good at it. Well, what will happen when she gets to 72 Rue de la Paix and finds there's no one there named Don Didier? <laughs> but there is. I remember the sign. Don Didier. Antique. Do you know the man? Mm-hmm. Never saw him in my life. Well, what do we do? Well, we must get to this fellow Don Didier before my fiancé gets to him and make him play along with us. Will he do it? If we buy enough antiques, he will. Come on, Claudine. We've got to beat Angel back to Paris. <laughs> What is it, Pumpkin? What are you doing? Dusting the snuff boxes, Pumpkin. Well, come up here and put on your best shirt. Madame la Comtesse will be here any moment. She is the richest woman in Paris. And if you impress her properly, she will buy out the whole shop. Just a moment, Pumpkin. I see somebody coming in. Can I help you? Uh, are you Monsieur Don Didier? Yes. Has a woman been in here asking about your lumbago? Of course not. I don't have lumbago. Well, you've got it now. I do? Now, listen to me. I am Lucien Garadel, your best friend. Yes? And I am Claudine, your wife. But uh, my wife is upstairs. Well, you, you've got two of them now. You've been to the doctor this morning. You're a wild man. Faceless. You kiss every girl you meet. You are both out of your minds. Now, get out of my shop. Hold on, no, wait, 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 Mr. Jones. DJ. How much is this snuff box? A thousand francs. I'll give you two thousand. If you'll do as I say. Oh, well, uh, uh, 
Uh, what must I do? When a woman walks in that door, kiss her. But I, I don't know how. You don't know how to kiss? You're married, aren't you? What's that got to do with it? <laughs> don't you kiss your wife? What a revolting idea. <laughs> well, Claudine will demonstrate how to kiss. Observe, monsieur. One arm about the girl's shoulder. Another about the waist. The head, thus. The lips. Mm. I have kisses in plenty, but if you please, I give various kisses in different keys. One sweet kiss and kiss and call. findings and has called a strike to start on Wednesday morning. It is the position of the railroads that such a strike, if it goes into effect, would result from an arbitrary insistence upon an absolute waste of manpower, such a waste as two presidential boards have disapproved, and such a waste as neither the railroads nor the nation can afford to condone. Hi, this is Porchlight Education Director Rebecca Singer. Thank you for listening to WPMT. If you value programming like this, consider making a donation today at porchlightmusictheater.org. We appreciate your consideration and hope you enjoy the show. Now, here is Act Two of The Pink Lady, starring Gordon McRae and his lovely guest star, Lucille Norman, with the well-known picture actor Michael Chekhov as the antique dealer. (laughs) 
very well stay and watch the show. Hardly. My fiancé found us both in the antique shop. She'd know it was a put-up job. If you don't mind my saying so, I think your fiancé is a prune. I agree with you. Then why did you propose to her? Well, it seemed like a good idea at the time. But you don't love her. Love? Uh, I hate love. How can you say such a thing? Why, I love love. happening in that antique shop. Don't you wish we could hide in a snuff box and listen? Now let me see. I've got a pink dress. I'm married to the lumbago and uh, I've got to kiss a doctor. Oh, no, no, that's not right. Oh, this must be the woman coming now. All right, Don Didi, get ready to be naughty. I am. Uh, beautiful lady, did you ever have the lumbago? <laughs> I beg your pardon? Uh, you think your uh, future husband lied about me? What? It's all true. And I'm going to kiss you. Oh. I'm going to make violent love oh. to you. And I'm oh. going to... Oh, oh yes, oh, yes. I am oh. going to make violent love to you. Philip! Yes, pumpkin. What did you do to the Countess? That was the Countess? Who else? Oh, I have insulted the richest woman in Paris. Oh. I'll never do anybody a favor again. I'm looking for Monsieur Don I don't have the lumbago. I haven't been to the doctor. And Duchenne Garidale is no friend of mine. Oh, that proves you know him. He wasn't lying after all. Now kiss me. 
And I'll know that everything he said was true. Kiss her and I'll bounce a snuff box off your head. <laughs> I'll kiss her if I please. What? Aha, uh-huh, my old friend Don DJ. Up to your old tricks again, I see. Oh, are you time. kissing my you. fiance? You should be ashamed of yourself. And please forgive me, Madame Dondidier. She is not Madame Dondidier. I am Madame Dondidier. If she says she's my wife, I'm going to kiss her. Now, 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 just a minute, Dondidier. I'm going to kiss everybody. But why? Because I like it. You like it? I like it. (laughs) So do I. At half past two this afternoon, he was a moral man. Clink, 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 right at the door, part of the wonderful man. At half past three, a bold buffoon started a deadly plan to wreck his life on the rocks of sin, to break the door of his scruples in and push him over the brink. Clink, clink, the brink where the glasses clink. Clink, clink. And the worst of it is he likes it, he likes it, he likes it. His head goes round like a teetotum, his heart goes thump like a big bass thump. Bip, bip, with a zip, bip, bip, with a zip. Come and make things hum. And the worst of it is he likes it. He likes it. He loves it. The worst of it is he likes it. He likes it. Yes, he does. And the worst of it is he likes it. He likes it. He likes it. A cyclone came and it whirled him He lost his feet and he lost the ground. With a zip, with a zip, with a zip. He likes it like he Shell, sweetheart, will you believe me now? I love you and you only. The pink lady doesn't mean a thing to me. Oh, thank you, Lucian. Huh? I love you, too. But I was talking to Angel. I know. But I also know that you're the worst liar in the world. So, if you say you love her, you must be madly in love with me. Well, then I'll tell the truth, pink lady. For the first time in my life, you're as smart as you are beautiful. <laughs>
Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Lucille Norman will be back in just a moment. And our thanks to Michael Chekhov, who played the antique dealer, and to the supporting cast, Eleanor Audley, Betty Lou Gerson, and Gigi Pearson. The Pink Lady with book and lyrics by C.M.S. McClellan and music by Ivan Carroll was dramatized for the radio uh, by Lawrence and Lee. The Railroad Hour is brought to you each week at this time by the American Railroads. Remember that whenever you ship by rail, your money is working in four different ways. It pays for safe, dependable transportation. It helps ensure better and more economical service in the years ahead. It promotes business for industry and jobs for people in all parts of the country. And it means taxes that help pay for the education of your children and the general public welfare. Yes, for the country and for you, it's good business to do business with the railroad. And now here again is Lucille Norman. Wasn't it fun doing the Pink Lady together, Gordon? I liked it. You liked it? I liked it. I liked it, too. <laughs> well, that's good, because you'd better get used to seeing me across the microphone from you, Lucy. Yes, we're going to be seeing a lot of each other this summer. And you'll be back after Dorothy Kirsten and me. Mm -hmm. And then we're going to be riding the rails here all summer. <laughs> I've got my bags all packed with stickers that say Summer Show Train. Mm-hmm. And we're inviting the whole country to travel back through the past with us, starting three weeks from tonight. What's next week, Gordon? Well, Dorothy Kirsten and I will be galloping through Sherwood Forest and the music of the all-time favorite, Robin Hood. I'll be listening. Good night, Lucille. Today's guest star, Lucille Norman's first film roles were in 1942. First, an uncredited part in the film Personalities, which was a vehicle that MGM used to showcase their new stars. Then, she and actor Gene Kelly both made their official screen debuts singing and dancing with Judy Garland in the MGM film For Me and My Gal. Co-star Michael Chekhov was a Russian-American actor, director, author, and theater practitioner. He was a nephew of the playwright Anton Chekhov and a student of Konstantin Stanislavsky. Stanislavsky referred to him as his most brilliant student. Although mainly a stage actor, he made a few notable appearances on film, perhaps most memorably as the Freudian analyst in Alfred Hitchcock's Spellbound in 1945, for which he received his only Academy Award nomination. Theaters across the country need your support, now more than ever. We hope you'll consider a donation to Porchlight Music Theater today. Just go to porchlightmusictheater.org. Until next time on Classic Musicals from the Golden Age of Radio, I'm Michael Weber. Music